Welcome to the podcast for Velocity with Marisha Charsky. Each session, Marisha will talk with successful entrepreneurs and experts who have shaped and impacted the growth trajectory and well-being of entrepreneurs around the world. She will explore the tools, skills, and mindset needed to thrive in the high stakes and roller coaster space of running a business. Hello, and welcome to the Create Velocity podcast. I'm Marisha Charsky, your host and the founder of Entrepreneurs Velocity. We're a hub for entrepreneurs to get the tools, resources, and insights needed for growth. Today, I'm talking to Kevin Wilson, who's the chairman and CEO of Buzz Franchise Brands, a multi-brand franchising company that includes Pool Scouts, Home Clean Heroes, and the British Swim School. Before BuzzFeed Franchise Brands, Kevin was the owner of Mosquito Joe, which he subsequently sold. In his earlier days, he worked as a consultant with Bain & Company, and he was an executive with South African Airways and spent time in private equity where he oversaw $160 million in capital. Welcome, Kevin, to Create Velocity. Thank you, Marisha. Happy to be here with you guys. Yeah, great. Thank you. Kevin, I'm looking forward to you revealing your leadership insights from the past almost nine months of the roller coaster of COVID and how you and your team worked with your global franchises. However, before we do that, could you just please share a little bit with our listeners about your interesting entrepreneurial journey? Sure, be happy to. So, um, you know, as, as you know, Marisha, I grew up in London, Ontario. Um, my summers were filled sort of starting my own businesses, whether it be, a, you know, lawn cutting business, roofing business, driveway ceiling business, painting, uh, something I've always enjoyed doing. When I, uh, when I graduated from uh, Western. I started with Bain, uh, but my my goal of starting my own business continued. And I was with Bain for five years before I, I realized that there was a, there was an opportunity in Texas to uh, bring bagels to the great state of Texas. Mm. You know, they were popular on the east and west coast, but not down there. And so, uh, along with a couple of partners, we started uh, Benny's Bagels and uh, grew that to a chain of about thirty locations in Texas before we sold that. Um, I got then pulled back into um, the airline industry when I was at Bain and Company. Uh, the practice I spent a lot of time in was the airline practice. So I got pulled into an opportunity in South Africa to uh, join a fellow uh, Bain and Company partner who had just become the CEO of the airline, and he was looking for somebody to run the cargo operations as well as the maintenance operations of the airline. So. Um, we went down there for three years, um, came back in 2001, and uh, went into private equity. Um, early on, it was private equity in Mexico. Um, one, of the air, one of the things I'm most proud of was the, both the writing and the creating of a business plan, which uh, allowed us to launch Volaris, which is a low-cost airline in Mexico. Today, that airline's the largest airline in the, in the country. Um, I then was in uh, private equity for about 10 years. We invested in a lot of young pre-revenue, pre-profit companies. um, And I really liked those sides of businesses. But what I found was I really preferred being more in the operating role than just as an investor or sitting on the board. And so in 2012, uh, I found a small local company to buy called um, called Mosquito Joe. two trucks and a couple hundred customers. And I felt it was an opportunity that could be turned into a good franchise opportunity. 
uh, outdoor mosquito control at the homeowner level was really just an emerging segment of pest control, but I felt like it was going to take off. Uh, so bought the business, turned it into a franchise, and over the next several years, grew that to about 350 locations across 34 states. Um, had a great team doing that with me, and we looked at uh, why we were having that success, and uh, it really allowed us to then begin to incubate other brands, and that's where Buzz Franchise Brands came from. So uh, along that journey, we, uh, we started Pool Scouts, residential pool cleaning. Um, we then started Home Clean Heroes, our residential cleaning, indoor cleaning, sort of a competitor, say, to a Molly Maid or the Cleaning Authority uh, that might be better known names. And then, um, and then about a year ago, we purchased uh, the British Swim School, which was a, uh, uh, a lessons program for not just not young babies, toddlers, children, uh, but even adults, teaching people to survive and swim um, in the water. And so we really like that business, and uh, and that's where we are now today. And so we're we've got uh, we sold Mosquito Joe. We've got three businesses that we're running, and. Um, you know, what I love doing every day is, is you know, coming to work with the team I've, I've had here, but also working with people that want to own their own business. And that, to me, is what drives a lot of the, the passion we have at Buzz Franchise Brands. So, sorry, probably a little longer than you wanted, but that's the overview. It's great. No, and, you know, I love it that people who want to run and love running their own business, because that's our audience today is, is entrepreneurs who have that same passion and drive to do that. And, I love how iterative actually your journey is. And there's so many building blocks to uh, where you've come from to what you're doing today Um, and being in that specifically in that operator role, which our entrepreneurs are also in. So Kevin, being as reflective as you have been, when you said, you know, you looked at your success with Mosquito Joe and now have replicated it in your current business. With the last nine months, if we were to sort of look at the um, your your business itself and then your franchises, how have you done? How how has that gone for you? Because some of those businesses sound like they could be quite vulnerable to the pandemic and and some of the closures that had to occur. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been very difficult. The last uh, you know early March, I guess I was at a conference in um, in Utah and um, a speaker came. This was maybe the 10th of March and the speaker was talking about COVID and they had, uh, they had, um, he was the head of an accounting practice that had operations over in Europe. So he was really explaining to us what they were seeing in places like Italy, um, and Spain and other places. And it really, that's sort of for me is really when the light went off and, uh, we began to, um, began to take decisions knowing that our brands were going to be uh, largely impacted. We weren't sure. We felt Pool Scouts was going to be fine because it was outside the home. Uh, we thought our swim lessons business was going to be very impacted, and we thought our home clean heroes business could be very impacted as well. Um, what we ended up finding out was that our our um, swim lessons business was 100% shut down for um, you know really all the way through summer. Um, so that's zero revenue coming in for any of our franchisees, uh, and then with decisions we made. You know, zero revenue coming in for us as well. So that was, uh, it's been a very difficult time. We took, you know, we've always been a very well capitalized business. Uh, we did what a lot of companies did during that time. We pulled down on lines of credit. We cut expenses where we could, but we made a commitment day one to our employees that nobody would lose their jobs. Um, you know, we have a code of a set of values, core values in our company that you know, we all live by. 
Um, and, and one of those was just leading with integrity. And so when I looked at this, you know, I wanted my employees focused on supporting and engaging our franchisees because it was going to be time. I didn't want them thinking about whether they were going to lose their job or not. Um, you know, and I remember having a conversation with one of our employees, probably about two and a half, three months into this. At that point, over 39 million people in this country lost their jobs, but nobody at Buzz Franchise Brands had lost their jobs. And he was just explaining to me how much that meant to him and uh, the loyalty we built up over uh, that period of time with our employees was immense. So I feel really good about uh, that and the decisions that we made. And we did something similar with our franchisees too. Yeah. So, um, but it's been, a, it's been a very tough time. We're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel now. We're getting, um, in some cases, reopened. Uh, we've got some that have been re-shut down again, but um, you know, certainly with the announcements of vaccines, there's a lot more optimism and hope uh, than we've ever seen before. So that's great. Well, I love how you were able to bring one of your core values of your company to even a bigger spotlight in this time and not just have it be hanging on the wall as words sitting there, but you actually were able to bring it to life and, and um, be able to have your team really experience that. And I, I can't imagine how someone in your organization would be able to provide any kind of support to a franchise if they were worried about their own job, as you described. You know, it's hard to be empathetic if you're worried about uh, your own well-being in that moment. It can be anyway. Yeah, certainly what we've found. I mean, you know, candidly, uh, uh, you know, re reflecting back over the last nine months, you know, our core values, we spent as a team, we spent, you know, a considerable amount of time figuring out what we wanted those core values to be exactly, how they were worded, and then how we, how we honor them. And uh, we certainly, as a team, were constantly and consistently reflecting back on those core values and trying to make decisions that were consistent with them. Um, and anytime we felt challenged, we just go back and say, yeah, that's not, that's not quite consistent with how we think about our business. So we got to get, we got to get through this. So, uh, you know, a set of core values, I think are, are really, really important. Certainly we, we've used them a lot as we've gone through this pandemic. Yeah. And Kim, before we jumped on this podcast, we talked a little bit about how your team was able to meet your franchises in terms of where they were, like be able to listen, understand where they were, pivot. And with a global, you know, with global franchises, that can be very challenging. So tell us a little bit more about how you did that. Yeah. So the, I, I guess the, the place to start probably is, is with who, who is a franchisee. And, you know, a franchisee is not an entrepreneur. They're somebody that wants to own their own business, but they want to do it with support and a proven business model. So by, by just the definition of, of that person, they need the support. And that's what they're buying into. And so um, when we saw this pandemic coming in and we knew these were going to be shut down, we immediately went to the franchisees and said, look, um, things like technology fees, any other types of fees that are part of your agreement with us, don't pay them. You just keep the cash on your balance sheet and work up shoring up your balance sheet because you got to get through this. You know, rule number one in, in going through something like this is you got to get through it. And what getting through it means you got to have the liquidity to be able to handle it. So, um, so that was one thing that we did early on that really showed our commitment to them, which meant for us, we had to make sure that our financial house was in good order so that we could also see it through. We have to be a strong franchisor. We've got to be here at the end. Yeah. 
to help them. So that was that was one thing we did. The other thing we did is we really helped them um, figure out how to work with their employees, how to you know keep them keep them motivated that we will get through this. I would say the engagement level with with our franchisees stepped up significantly. You know, like a lot of companies, uh, Zoom was our go to, but we put together a calendar of uh, various engagement. We use this as an opportunity to uh, do uh, updated training modules. So a good franchise or a really good training company. And so we use this as an opportunity. You know, eventually we're going to get out of this. You're going to get busy. Uh, you know, in the case of the swim lessons program, teaching children how to swim and survive. Uh, we're going to use this downtime now to get uh, get you trained up on some other things we think are important too. And then we uh, and then we started preparing for when we were going to come out of this and how we were going to do it, how we were going to remarket to those customers, how we were going to put in place things so that it was going to be safe for them to come home. Um, but it was all about just consistently being in front of them, knowing that we're in this together. Um, and the only way we succeed is if you succeed. And that's really the, the foundation of a franchise model. You have to have that. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, how did they respond to that? They, they responded uh, very well to that. Look, we, I mean, I think we have 100 uh, locations open. We're going to lose a few. We haven't yet. I think we're going to lose a few. Um, there could have been a scenario where we lost a lot more. Um, and I think, you know, just the fact that, you know, when you distill it down, why, you know, why they got into business in the first place, is there still going to be a need to teach people how to swim? Is our model a, uh, a low break, even good business model? All of those things were still true. It's just that we were in a situation right now with circumstances out of our control. So you've got to uh, work on the things that are in your control and get ready for when you come out of this. And so they responded very well, honestly. I mean, they were just, they were totally, you know, there's a lot of leaders in the franchise community and they really stepped up as well, uh, led by example. And so, you know, we didn't know a lot of these franchisees before we before we bought the business. And so we, we spent time getting to know them over the last year. Um, and they're just, they're fantastic. So they, they've really done a great job. So you were probably put in a very um, time pressured situation to get to know them quite well too. Yeah, I mean, when you know, I had my 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 COO um, became the president of that brand. He was the one that led a lot of the the engagement. Um, a lot of the, the the team members were new. We really relied heavily on some of the some of the existing team members. You know. Uh, one of whom lives in Ottawa, another one that lives in London, and they did a wonderful job as well. Um, so it was a real, it was a real team effort pulling everybody, everybody together. Uh, and there's something, there's something nice and comforting to know that you're all in the same boat together. And uh, and and uh, I think that felt that that really that really led the day, I think, for them. And so you know, we're coming out of it now, largely. You know, the recovery still looks a little bit like a like the airline recovery. I mean, we're probably at 40, 45% of where we were last year. Um, but again, as we look forward, we just see this as a, as a great business with a lot of opportunity. We mm -hmm. think there's gonna be a lot of pent up demand for, for people wanting to learn how to uh, swim and getting their children into the, uh, into the programs. Mm -hmm. And Kevin, for your franchises, uh you know, being customer focused, which you're clearly demonstrating is from the top down. Uh, what did, you know, what 
were the areas or the key success factors for them to remain relevant for their customers during this time? Yeah, so we we did a lot of, you know, innovative things and our, our marketing department is super creative. And so they did, um, they created a, a, a series of programs that the franchisees could then send out to their customers, which is, you know, don't forget about us. Here's a, Here's some things you can teach your kid just just by in your home about how to do certain techniques. Um, here's here's a here's some games that we've played with our kids. So, so there was a lot, you know, we, part of the engagement not only with our franchisees but with providing material and content to them so they could then engage their customers. Because you know these customers are these are these are people that would bring their children to the pool two times, three times a week. So relationships develop and all of a sudden you know that shut down the children don't have that outlet which they really enjoy going to they like uh getting to know the swim instructors it's fun so there was just ways of uh of keeping that engagement nice and what was what was fun we, we some of these made it made it their way back to our office as well was you know letters and cards that were being sent by the customers and their children saying i miss my i miss my pool and um instructor you know and with the names and looking forward to seeing you again when the pool gets reopened so it it was fun to see that so right it's interesting because you're talking about having empathy um with your franchises and being you know engaging them and it was exactly what it sounds like they then needed to do with their customers and their clients to keep them um a part of uh the business or to keep their to keep them retained really into into the business in some shape or form although the value proposition of what they could offer was ever shifting yeah it was absolutely shifting it was really you know i wouldn't say non-existent because i think there's still that you know they, they knew it was going to be um they knew they were going to be coming back mm-hmm. but keeping them engaged to know that we're not going anywhere and when they're going to let us reopen we're going to reopen and we're going to be better than ever um, so I think engaging those customers was 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 really important. And then once they once we did get reopened, you know, engaging them in an emotional level where they knew that when they were coming back to the pool, things are going to look a little different. But the the reason they're going to look a little different is because we're putting this their safety at a high level. And you know, a lot of people have gone. I've I've flown since March. I mean, a lot of people have gone on planes, and that was a big big thing for the airline industry. What they needed to do, they needed to have you know, at the confidence of the, of the flyer that um, we're going to make it safer and here's how we're going to do it. All businesses, I think, had to do that with customers, at least ones that are, you know, where, where you're, you're physically working with the customer. So we had to do that as well. But, you know, we communicated that clearly how it was going to look. I mean, you can imagine for a young child getting into the water and all of a sudden their instructor is wearing a, a face shield over mm. top. That could look a little weird, right? Yeah. So... <laughs> so so we just had to let them know, hey, it's the same instructor. He's just putting this in front. So, you know, it's going to make it feel a little safer for you, a little safer for him. And uh, uh, and hopefully over time, those things can go away. Um, but, you know, it, 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 it worked out well. We're, so we're not, we're not completely out of it, but we're yeah. getting there. Yeah, yeah. So lots of details to manage, lots of attention on communication. And then in terms of um, uh, remaining at the top of your game, yeah. In in when there's so much going on, how did how did your team do that, and then be able to instill that in your franchises? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's sort of the the, the the you know striving for excellence that we're always we're always trying to do in all of our businesses and, and the interactions we have. You know, we, we would try to with our employees, we try to do um, you know both appeal to them at the emotional level that you know we, people were reacting to what we were going through in a very different way. So try to work with them to allow more flexibility if they wanted to continue to work from home, they could. Um, we did more communication. So where we may have done a, a team gathering once a month for, for an hour, and we go through all aspects of the business. All of a sudden that became a weekly Zoom call during the during this period and getting people updated. We're still doing those now. I think people really appreciate the frequent communication. Um, we were we've got a culture at our company of really, you know, playing hard, having fun. Um, we do a lot of uh, things like happy hours, offsites. Um, this year, the offsite was, we, we called it our any site because we didn't go offsite. We stayed, you know, you know, socially distanced, physically distanced in our, in our, um, in our cafe. We've got a large open sort of space. Um, but again, sharing it, you know, just making, um, you know, trying to have fun given the, given the constraints that we have. Uh, and also still in having fun, also still making people feel safe. So, yeah, there's a lot of different things to manage there, but the, the communication and listening, I think it's just is really important for us. Yeah. And then, Kevin, finally for yourself as the leader of this organization, all your people plus indirectly, but also directly all the franchises, you know, what have you done for yourself to be able to you know, what did you resort back to? Was it your experience? Was there other resources that you brought in to support you during um, this roller coaster we've been on? Well, I've got a I've got a nice wine cellar at home. <laughs> okay, great. It really helped a lot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the glue to hold this wine thing. therapy. Uh huh. Um, I, but then I would say the other thing is just is really um, you know keeping my fitness up. You know, so you know. Uh, Early morning walks with my with my wife and and our and our dog. That's always been great to do. Um, and then beyond that, other other fitness, whether it's cycling or swimming, I still do a lot of that. Um, anything to uh, anything to keep my mind active. And then doing a lot of reading. I've always enjoyed reading, and so doing a lot of reading and trying to do a lot of reading on sort of non-COVID stuff. I cover that early in the morning usually, but. You know, later in the afternoon at night, try to read uh, things that are not related to what we're going through. So, um, yeah, I, I guess those would be the those would be the big things. And then plan. You know, so eventually we're going to get out of this. And you know, as you know, Marisha, and I know you do as well. I mean, I like to travel a lot. I know you do, and uh, you know, I'd like to uh, sort of plan future trips. And so that was always something to look forward to. And I think that's I think that's when you go through something like this, everybody wants something to look forward to. And so yeah. that's the way that I handle it. Yeah, yeah, we have to have a compelling future to to run towards, right? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So, when speaking of a compelling future, if you look into twenty twenty one and beyond, what do you see for your organization? Yeah, so I think um, I think um, certainly the vaccines are and the therapeutics that have come up are giving hope to everybody. So, I think our our businesses. Um, I believe we're going to do significantly better than they did last year. Our pool business, outdoor pool business, is really had a record year. We didn't really talk about that, but in 2020 it was a record year for them. So they 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 performed very well. Our uh, our home clean heroes is, is really starting to take off. We've signed some franchises down in uh, Atlanta and Florida, so we're really encouraged by that. And then uh, the goal for British Swim School is to get all the pools back open. 
um, and then and then begin to further expand. So I feel really good about that. We do have some tailwinds. I mean, one of the things that's um, a little counterintuitive for some people, but when you have as many people unemployed as we do, um, that is a very positive thing for our franchise development uh, uh, and our pipeline. So a lot of people would just say, you know, I'm I'm over you know corporate America or corporate Canada. I'm ready to just do my own thing. And so right. a lot of people say, you know. And, and what's nice about our brands is they're they're all relatively low cost of entry, low breaking, uh, and service businesses. We like yeah. to see Amazon proof businesses, you know. Um, <laughs> Good point. So, so I think all those all those things are really so. I'm, I'm very optimistic about 2021, and feel like it's going to be a really strong year for us. So if uh, that's piqued the interest of any of our listeners, they should either reach out to you or uh, go to your website to find out more at buzzfranchisebrands.com. Is that right? That's exactly right. Yeah, and, yep. and specifically with our uh, with, with British Swim School, we have franchises all over Canada as well. It's a really positive, really. Um, uh, it's, it's 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 the one that we're offering in Canada, but I know you have um, listeners all over. Yes. So, um, but for those people up there, we'd yeah, love to talk to you. That's great, great. Well, Kevin, thank you so much. It's been really interesting to hear um, just with, with the businesses you're in, um, the insights you have, and just how you keep on uh, building from that core foundation of everything over the years that you've been learning and doing. So thank you for all of that. I really appreciate you taking the time today to share all of that with our listeners. Yeah, thanks, Marisha. It's great, uh, great talking to you. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Entrepreneurs Velocity, a community filled with resources and expertise to take your business to the next level.